Yeah. We, we are the epitome of black female love. It's easy for us as, as black women to, to hold up the banner and the call for everyone else. But again, who's, who holds up the banner and the calls for That us? we as a black church are perpetuating the mm -hmm. same behavior as a patriarchal evangelicals have been yes. doing. Hello, our viewing audience. I see Barama Smith has let us know that she is here. Come on, come on, come on in. Let us know where it is, you are, um, who you are and where you're listening from and where you're listening from. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, we have a lot of wonderful things that we want to talk about on this day. Welcome uh, to another show of Timely Wisdom. And so let me check in with my sisters first um, before we kind of jump into our topics on the day. Dr. Brenda Wallace, Dr. Brenda Wallace. Oh, this is an author. All right. All the way from Staten Island, New York. Wow, so wonderful to have you with us today. I do not want to attempt to mispronounce your name. Um, is it Injeri? Um, I, I wonder and I hope. Welcome, welcome. Um, for joining us on today, Marjorie Hamilton Scott from McKinney, Texas, um, Renee Thompson, my child, my daughter, all the way from South Carolina. So good to have you all on today. Let us know that you are listening on today. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Uh, Yvonne Williams, yes, hello from Grand Prairie, Texas. Um, wow. Reverend uh, Lady Neesmith from Lancaster. Yes, yes, yes. Come on in. Let us know that you are here on today. Wallace, um, I, I'm going to start with you because you, I, I don't, I, I guess, I guess you ran out of clothes or something today um, to put on. <laughs> so um, I, um, let's, do, let's just start with you. How are you doing? You apparently cannot be doing too well that you're down to, to sweats and um, shirts and things on today. <laughs> 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 tired. This is a white Ros sweater, not sweats. Thank you very much. <laughs> Rosalind <laughs> Leslie from Delaware, thank you for joining us today. Come on in and let us know that you're here today. Hello, mm. oh, viewing audience. Hello, my sisters of Timely Wisdom. How how is everybody? I had a pretty uh, stressful day today. I've been trying to breathe and calm myself for this broadcast so that we would be, I would be ready for whatever came up today. Mm. So I am, um, I'm looking forward to our time together about uh, what's going on in Washington, D.C., what's going on in the, in, in the, uh, West Bank. Uh, West Some, Bank. So, hold on a second. Somebody, somebody apparently must have be recovering from a fever. Um, Marjorie Scott says something about loving your your top. So I think she's probably well, hello, Marjorie. 
Love you. I do. Thank you, darling. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I need all the support I can get, especially with these other haters we got on this program here. Haters. Yeah. Uh, sound like a hater to me. Haters. This is an observation. I was just wondering if your wardrobe, if your washing machine broke. That was all. <laughs> I'm just saying, can we all just get along? <laughs> no, no breakdown of the washing machine. Hallelujah. All the dryer. Thanks. It was cold this morning, and I grabbed something that I thought would be warm for the rest uh, of the uh, I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> That's the right. Your mama is trying to be funny, but she's not. How about that? <laughs> Oh, Dr. Sarita Wright, how are you up today? I am doing well. I want you all to know that they really do love each other. They, they really, <laughs> really love each other so much. So one day, Dr. Wallace wore a nice, pretty blue outfit and took oh. it next to Dr. Burns's picture. Absolutely. 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 And you know, you do know you cannot tease people that you don't love. That, <laughs> that is so true. You, you a lot of people to, miss that. That yeah, is so true. To, you have to love folk and know that they love you in order to tease them. Well, we uh -huh. tell people when they come to the house, everybody's fair game. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well get ready. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Yes. It is a little chilly here in the Missouri side, but other than that, it's 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 not a whole lot going on. I'm I'm kind of anticipating this topic, some of these topics that we're going to discuss today. I was trying to read and do my due diligence because I have questions too. I'm trying to figure out what's going on for real. Oh, wow. So, uh, wow. you know, uh, and then then I just saw that little. Uh, uh, that little snippet about uh, Jordan missed the becoming Speaker of the House by one vote, and uh, they saying that they're gonna try some other uh, other ways. Around. Okay, we'll, okay, we'll we'll come back around to that. We'll come back around to that. We're gonna we're gonna come back to to all yeah. that. We're gonna come by right now. I'm just asking how y'all doing. We do. how y'all doing? I'm glad I'm glad that you don't have on again your leftover clothes. I'm I'm proud. I'm happy with that and. And Wallace, um, let me know if I need to send you um, a contribution um, for your washer dryer at your home since, since well, you couldn't hey, find anything else. You go ahead and send that whether I need it or not. <laughs> 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 All donations. How about that? Um, so, Case, it's so good to see you on today. You have been in my prayers. I am believing God with you. Um, and uh, so good to, to see you um, in our chat on today. You know, y'all, I was listening, um, before we get into the, our other topics on today, I was listening to a broadcast um, earlier today. It's called New Era um, Council of Prophets. Um, both of you all are able to, to meet a bishop designate Cynthia G. West as the anchor host um, um, for this show. But one of the things that I observed in this show on today that I thought was absolutely tremendous as they were beginning, um, but, the, but the, the topic and the issue that they were dealing with, um, they began to talk about um, um, fear and saying, you know, about dealing with holy fear and then some other things, but then also our humanity in the process of this. 
But here it was that it began to hear them be really transparent, right, about some of the issues that they have faced. And I was really, really blessed um, by that broadcast on today because so many um, who um, who hold offices in God's church, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that you you don't ever kind of hear um, mm-hmm. from 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 individuals who are leaders, right? You don't hear their vulnerability. You don't hear this. You don't hear that story of how it is, right? That they've had to navigate those waters to get to you know where they are and what it is that they do. And um, just really encouraged. I thought about you, uh, Dr. Wallace, as I was listening to the broadcast about how you were like, ah, oh, check, this, this, this is how you really cause your group of people, right, to, to move toward healing. This is how you cause people. That's the only uh, way. You got to be vulnerable yeah. and willing to talk yeah. about your stuff. So if you can't yeah. talk about your stuff, your, your healing is going, is not going to take place. So, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Wow. I, I um I'll share later on the uh Dr. Well Reverend um Bridget Houston sent me a listing of about 12 things you should know about your pastor. So when you brought that up, that's what it what kind of clicked in my mind. She she sent out a text to our class and um I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it doesn't talk necessarily about pastors being vulnerable, but it does talk about how members might see their pastors in in a different light. So, wow, wow. Yeah. Well, so let you know, our view on speakers like today, um, we, we do have some individuals that we're going to kind of bring in with the topics that we're going to we want to discuss on today. Um, but um, some of you that I, 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 you know, that are here, kind of share with us. Let us hear. Do you do you think your that your 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 leader, whether it be your pastor, your prophet, your apostle, you know, the the chair, your trustee, your deacon board, or whoever, do you think that they should 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 show vulnerabilities, or do you think that for the betterment of the church, they should always kind of present themselves in a particular way? What what do you all let me kind of hear um, it from you good. all. Just put it in the chat for us real quick, what, what your thoughts are around that. That's good. That's um, good, Doc. That's good, Doc. That's good. It would be, um, it is, uh, would be interesting to see how our viewing audience think. Oh, look at that, Karen. Karen Harry, how you doing? Harry from New York. She, she, oh, she's recovering from a fever. Too. Okay, that's all. Awesome. <laughs> Um, she's recovering from a fever too. Mm-hmm. So pretty. Wow. So I, I see too. And Wallace says that as a pastor, she's trans transparent. As a pastor, say a little bit more in the chat for us, um, Reverend Wallace, Pastor Wallace, about what what that means for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doc, do you want me to go ahead and share maybe these 10, 12 things and yes, yes. who can think about them? Uh, yes. What? Uh, Reverend Bridget Houston, who is uh, one of the CME uh, ministers, sent this to me this morning. And she says, um, pastors are not spirit beings. They are humans. It will help if you know a few few of these things about them. One, your pastor can uh, fall sick. Your pastor gets tired. 
Your pastor feels frustrated sometimes. Your pastor needs care. Your pastor needs a miracle too sometimes. Your pastor has needs. Your pastor is not flawless. Your pastor needs prayer. Your pastor needs someone to stand by them in times of trouble. Your pastor uh, can make mistakes. Your pastor um, is called uh, and anointed by God, but is not God. Uh, and I added, yes, and they represent uh, God in human form. Your, um, and lastly, number 12 is your pastor does not have all the answers. Wow. wow. Good, good things. Um, okay. uh, and I just, I want to um, give her a high five. Uh, she wasn't feeling well yesterday, but she did send this out to me this morning. So I, I'm grateful. Uh, these are things that our, our people need to understand and know about their pastors. Wow. So, so, wow. Thank you for that, um, Wallace. And we thank um, Bridget Houston for sharing those with you and you sharing it with us. And here's some of our viewers here. They're saying about pastor's transparency, right? That as a pastor, mm -hmm. um, and Jerry says, I'm always open and transparent. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Minister Bob Bell says, I believe my leader should always be transparent, but with boundaries. That's good. Wow. Let's kind of um, say a little bit more to us, um, uh, mm -hmm. Bell, what you mean about, but with boundaries. Yeah. I uh, like Tina that. Wallace, she got on too. Okay. And Tina Wallace, um, we asked her to say a little bit more about being transparent. And she says, I've had a child die at 22 with mental health issues. And it is important to me to show that we are vulnerable to the same things that parishioners go through. Wow. Amen. Wow. Amen. Uh, Mar Marjorie Scott says transparency, integrity, honesty is, is in my preaching and pastoral leadership to remind folks we are all human. Mm -hmm. um, and here's uh, Regina Garrett. Wow, it's not my business. However, I appreciate the transparency. This is a layperson perspective. Say it ain't my business, but mm -hmm. I appreciate the transparency. That's right. Cool. I remember watching a broadcast of a of a pastor sitting down and telling his congregation, my wife and I, we 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 just got a divorce, right? How how we say it. Mm -hmm. Um Wallace comes back and says boundaries are important. We can't bleed on the people. We need someone to talk to as well. Amen. Here's another lay person, um, Penae Woods, General Secretary, um, who says transparency should always uh, be a part of our witness, whether a pastor or lay person. Thank you for that, Executive Secretary um, yes. Woods. Yes, that's um, great. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so apparently here's someone responding, says, what do you think, Roz? Okay, so I'm assuming maybe this is lately responding to one of the others. Said, I've known you for 10 years very transparent, willingly, not forced, nor um, fake. Mm. Um, and I value transparency in all areas of leadership inside and outside the church makes you more relatable. Okay. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Pastors are humans. All right. Now, this is interesting. And we're going to go back to some of our other shows. But what I also have found is that most folk are all right with their pastor's transparency as long as they are not female. Okay, I'm gonna just throw that one in there. All right, Whoa. I've known and noticed that they are right, right? That a male pastor can talk about his struggles with some stuff, um, sexual indiscretion. You oh. know, he got a got somebody pregnant over here. You know, and the folk, oh, he just a man. He just, yeah. well, who are we? 
not only under the bus but they will be scorched at the cross they at the cross at the cross right yeah but you know you yeah they just but we we just know and they'll they'll vote them back in they'll stand up for them but whoo we um and so when they talk about for um some kind of boundaries you know um as uh, you know that's part of of things that as women i continue to experience um in the in that role that yeah transparency but maybe um, um not not as much here's an armor bearer speaking says speaking from a place of a previous armor bearer pastors have limited people to be open with their transparency isn't always accepted yeah and um yeah. So thank you all um, 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 for that. That's, um, That's why pastors need to have a close circle of friends, uh, sometimes ministers, sometimes lay, to help them stay human so that they have somebody close to them that they can share the, their vulnerabilities with so that they don't bleed all over the church. Mm, okay. All right, so so you're kind of agreeing with with boundaries as well, then. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, I, I shouldn't tell you. I, I shouldn't tell you everything. Right, right. And I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it shouldn't. It you would as as if you weren't a pastor, you wouldn't tell everything, right? No, I got well, some people who you know they like a boat refrigerator about their personal but, life. That, that mean they need some but, therapy. But you know, the other side of that is is if. It, I, I get what you're saying, Dr. Wallace, and I kind of agree because not everybody's mature enough to handle your story. Mm -hmm. And some people try to hold you hostage to mm -hmm. your story when you're transparent. Mm -hmm. You know, my pre-Jesus years, I was kind of like out there. And then there was some folks couldn't handle that. Mm -hmm. And so then they try to come back and bring that up again and say, well, you know, you used to be. Well, you wasn't on that street. So how you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, okay, so so you all we, we wanna talk about a couple of things. We're gonna get we're gonna get to the to the house um last, I think. Um but this um it, they've called it the Israel Hamas war, right? The Israel Hamas um war. And um um and well I I have I have some viewpoints on on that because in calling it Israel Hamas, there's a major group of people as well that's also being um, left out in regard to this. I asked a couple of people they would drop in on today um, with us. One of them is backstage. Um, well, two of them are backstage with us um, right now, and I want to kind of hear their perspectives. One is uh, Dr. Cassandra uh, Perry. We want to um, welcome her to the stage audience. Please welcome, welcome her. And then I have my sister, um, my double, triple kind sister here, Dr. Kaihorn Elamine, um, who is here to kind of talk to us about that. And we want to hear you all's thoughts as well um, in the chat about um, how it is that you're viewing uh, the Israel, um, quote, Israel-Hamas war. For me, I have been bothered by this and want to hear from my co-host as well. From the beginning, I um, haven't had an opportunity to, to have, have traveled um, to Israel and spent some time there. There's a whole nother segment of people that um, are left out of this conversation. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so when um, Israel, who 
has a right to defend themselves, right? That, you know, that they were attacked, that people were attacked, they have a right to defend themselves. Um, but when they said that they were just going to close off the Gaza Strip and just begin this relentless bombing, and people, you know, going, yes, yes, take out Hamas, my mind went, but there's another whole segment of people um, that are not being considered in, in this. And so I um, want to hear from Wallace and Wright and then our guests who popped in um, for us on today. Y'all welcome. Y'all welcome. I ain't seen it come in yet. I ain't seen y'all welcome our guests yet. And come in, sell them. Welcome, 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 welcome for jumping in with us. Um, but y'all talk to me. I've, 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 I've done a whole lot of talking. So I'm putting myself on mute so I can hear from, from, from the four y'all. Well, the whole thing is 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 very disturbing, um, especially when you consider the fact that they're just attacking with no regard for families, no regard for the children, no regard for clergy, or anything else. And 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 how do you just decide to take over somebody's stuff? Now, granted, we know America's done it for years, and so I, maybe they took notes from their book. But it's it's just concerning because it, it's reckless and nobody is acting like they really could care less. May this I? is a free fall. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, hi everybody. My name is Cassandra Perry. I haven't been to the Holy Lands in. Um, in over a decade, but I, I made three trips there. And I say holy lands because we tend to conflate, we know we tend to call Israel the holy land. The reality is that in the Middle East, you have Israel, you have Egypt, you have Jordan, you have Syria, you have Lebanon. All of them are holy lands. All of them are in our Christian scriptures. Israel does not have a monopoly on holiness. Um, uh, so, I'm sorry? I said, so they say. <laughs> Yeah. So going going back to that, because, I, you know, I've, I've been, you know, I've become a recent Facebook warrior and um, and I have I have lots of friends who are Jewish and um, and I absolutely agree with the right of of Israelis to defend themselves, as I agree with the right of Palestinians to defend themselves. Now, um, I, I, there's so much I want to say, so please bear with me and interrupt me at any point. But um the modern day nation of Israel was created in 1948. It was created by a bunch of colonizers, uh, none of whom had melanin in their skin. Um, uh -oh. These were colonizers who had um, uh, been in control of uh, Palestine, of various um, Middle Eastern countries. And there's this whole conversation about the Jewish people needing a homeland because, the, because um, ever since in the Bible, the Jewish people came out of the East and they went to Israel and they, you know, they wouldn't obey God and they, you know, they kept getting tossed out of Israel. And I, I'm not trying to speak down about the Jewish people, but um, the, the history of the Jewish people has been a history of being kicked out from country to country to country. There's this biblical uh, connection of people called Israel with a land called Israel. And somehow that was conflated to this region around the Mediterranean. And it was like, okay, well, let's take it away from the Palestinians because the Arabs can take them in and let's give Israel, let's give some uh, uh, biblical borders of Israel back to the Jewish people. Because after the second world war, you know, there was, there was an absolute and intentional effort to annihilate Jewish people world. Um, 
um, sympathy was with the Jewish people, as it should be. There was a great humanitarian effort to say, hey, you know, these people have been abused, not just now, but they've been abused throughout their history. Wouldn't it be wonderful for them to have a homeland? That was great. The issue was that, first of all, none of the people living in that area were involved in the decision to create that homeland. Second of all, you're taking all these people and you're repatriating them to Israel, but people live there now. Okay, so what are you going to do about the people who are living there? You, you're displacing them. And that is, in my opinion, that's the, um, the root of this issue. Um, when we talk about I want to share two more things with you before I stop talking. But one of them is this Hamas. Why are we calling it that the Israel-Hamas um, war? Uh, Hamas is a, a is a is a, a terroristic organization. Uh, I think it it's funded by if it doesn't have its genesis in um, the 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 Caliphate of Iran, and so um, um, and, and it is it it is devoted to the destruction of Israel. Now, sometimes we hear that and we go, oh, my God, that's horrible. And it is sort of horrible to be de de devoted to any sort of destruction. But let us realize that this came, and I'm not trying to justify Hamas's existence or anything they do, but let us realize that th this, a lot of this negative sentiment against Israel began to crystallize when the the creation of Israel was imposed upon the people in the Middle East. And when the powers that were decided, well, you know, the Palestinians are Arabs and the rest of the Arab world can take them in because we want to open this up to the Jewish people. Um, the, the people who live there had had certain thoughts about that and they, they, they weren't very positive thoughts. If you will allow me, I want you to share. I want to share with you um, just um, and I don't I don't have my notes as. Um, as, as together as I'd like. So and one, like I think my first trip to Israel, we uh, had lectures with uh, this guy named uh, Ari, oh God, I called him, uh, uh, Hagi Ben Aretz. Hagi Ben Aretz is um, uh, Benny, uh, Bibi Netanyahu's brother-in-law. And Mr. Ben Aretz uh, no longer is in conversation with the Netanyahu's. He's the, the brother of Netanyahu's wife. He's no longer in conversation with the Netanyahu's because the Netanyahu's are too liberal for him. Now, if you know anything about Israeli politics, that tells you that, that Mr. Uh, ben Aretz is crazy because um, the uh, Netanyahu and his ilk are incredibly conservative. But we were in this lecture with um, Hagi Ben Aretz, and he opened up the Bible, I think, to Genesis, to somewhere in Genesis. Um, uh, he, opened, he opened up the Bible to Genesis, um, I think 15 and 15, 18 to 21. And there it tells, you know, it talks about um, Israel going from, you know, the Wadi Musa or the Wadi of Egypt all the way to the Euphrates. And in this man's uh, mind, um, Israel should extend from the Mediterranean to the Euphrates. All that should be the land of Israel. Um, if Palestinians want to live there, they have three choices. They can live in Israel with no rights as second-class citizens. They can leave Israel or they can stay in Israel and be killed. Um, so he's a very extreme um, Zionist. Um, but unfortunately, um, his um, that way of thinking is becoming increasingly popular in Israel. So you have, so um, just to, to, to be, to sum this up, you have uh, people who believe that the Jewish people should have a homeland. 
that they should have a homeland no matter what. That is intention with the fact and that that homeland should be in the, the geographic region that is that we now know as Israel. That is intention in intention with the fact that um, Palestinians have lived in that area for 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 millennia um, and they are being displaced. There is no um, there are no mechanisms to uh, compensate these people, to relocate these people or anything. It's just like, OK, well, we're here now. And you got to go. Um, I have met individuals who uh, or have been displaced. Uh, I, I wasn't in Gaza. I was in the, the West Bank. But uh, I've, I've met people who've been displaced from the West Bank who have keys to their homes. Other people live in these homes now. And these Palestinians, you know, they get um, um, they get stopped by the police. I mean, we, we talk about driving while black in America. I had the experience of riding while Palestinian in Israel. It's the same thing. Um, they are living in, they're being occupied in a land that used to be theirs, but now they're being told isn't theirs. This has been going on for 70 years. I am, I am not by any way, shape or form trying to justify the actions of Hamas. I am simply saying that when you live with somebody's boot on your neck for 70 years, there comes a time when you just don't care what you're wow. doing. Um, as I as I close, I also want to say that, you know, we the I listen to Al Jazeera a lot. Uh, not a lot. I've started listening to Al Jazeera lately so, because so, I want some balance. So, 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 Dr. Perry, I don't want you to close. I want you to hold that closing thought. Okay. And okay, I want to he, I want Dr. Horn to to um, I'm sorry, Dr. Elamine, please forgive me for that. Um, to to jump in as well. But I want you to note that some of the people who commented while you were talking. Um, the question was asked, what would happen if we would see Jesus as Palestinian instead of blind and blue-eyed? Uh, someone else um, is here that says, um, when you're talking about Hamas, that if you keep beating a dog, they will fight back. Um, and, um, and then um, we have another who said, there's only one term for this, Europeans, Jewish colonizers, who are not the original people um, of the land. Uh, Dr. Um, Elamine, if you would, can, um, can I just respond to that to one one thing, please, and just say yes. if if we were looking at a, a Palestinian um, a Jesus instead of a blonde haired blue eyed one, then we would be approaching an historically correct vision of Jesus. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> you gonna help somebody to say, man. Thank you for the opportunity to be here on today. I do have a few comments. Um, I want to start with um, our identification of Hamas. Um, first of all, we tend to call them terrorists because that's the political name mm -hmm. that media gives us. Mm -hmm. um, Hamas is a Sunni uh, activist group that was not created until 1987. It has already been identified that Zionism began earlier, even before the Second World War, 1917 in the Ottoman Empire, and even before that with the Roman Empire. Um, Theodore Herzl's uh, father was instrumental in wanting to create this Zionist movement. I go back that far in history because one of the things I think when I'm listening to this on Al Jazeera and when I'm listening to 
how our American media displays all that is going on over there. The way it is positioned is so that you will hear Muslim Jew. That's what they want you to hear. Uh, words that I have already been used here, like colonizer, they don't want you to hear that. They don't want you to hear that the Hartzels actually wanted to develop a Jewish state and intentionally said, if we could get an imperial state behind us, mm -hmm. i.e. America or Great Britain, then we can take Palestine. They wanted to take Palestine for something that I call when I teach about this land Zionism. They wanted, they knew that there was fertile land there. And so they wanted to take Palestine, live there. They wanted to enslave the native Arabs that were there. And just for the record, there were Palestinian Arabs, there were Palestinian Jews, and there were Palestinian Christians. Wow. Already living there in peace and harmony. When they got, when they wanted to get the Ottoman Empire involved, the Ottoman Empire wanted to be an imperial state, but did not want to enslave as the others did. Once the, um, um, once not the Roman Empire, once the British Empire took over from the Ottoman Empire, this notion, uh, what is his name? Balfour was working with Great Britain. And um, he says, oh, you know what would be a great thing to do? Let's connect this to the Bible and the land of Israel. My God, here we go. It was not originally connected to religion. Wow. It was land, politics, and economics. It was solely to take over the land so that they can inhabit it, have more money, and the oppressed oppress the oppressors. So they were trying to enslave others as they have been enslaved. Once this notion of Christianity and, and it became a um, Israel, uh, Isaac Ishmael fight, which it never was. Once mm. that was put before conservative Christians, they said, yay, yay, we got to pray for the chosen people. And so now we have to take over and we have to get behind this. America, 10 million years later. Wow. In conjunction with the British Empire, colonizing Palestinian people, hmm. presenting it to America as they're doing a great thing. And let me tell you something that really irritates me to no end when I think about it. And I did use the word irritate because as you hear, I'm, I'm pretty emotional. My God. When they got to the land and they looked at the biblical text, they realized the Lot, Abraham, Salam story. Abraham got the rocky side. Lot got the fertile side. Mm. When they realized that the portion that would relate to the biblical text was the rocky, unfertile side, they removed 750,000 people hmm. from their land, from their homeland. Wow. 
And when you really see what's going over there on there today, if you can get on the other side of the wall or you can stand high enough, oh, look over, you realize that there are rocky shanties Mm. where these families are living. My God. And you see the the Jewish side, the, the side of Israel, that's beautiful and lavish. That's where your 10 million uh, dollar your state, your tax money, that's where that money, some of that money is going. Shanties versus these beautiful homes. And here's something else you need to know that they won't tell you. The majority of the people that are staying on the inside, on the side that's the Israel state, they didn't come from Israel. Oh, come on. Oh. The majority of those people come from America and other places that got on the bandwagon and said, this is our homeland. We need a state. Many of them are third and fourth generation. They have never even, some of them have never even been to what they are calling home. Home. My God. So it, 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 it is, it is a great tragedy that you are displacing people. You are killing children. You're killing women. And the what we see is terrorist propaganda to keep us snowed to what's really going on. Colonization isn't happening today. Well, if colonization isn't happening today, then those state representatives are not trying to take African-American history out of the schools okay. and replace it with what benefited African-American people. My God. Teach. That's my that's my 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 that historical piece that undergirds what's going on. They want you to hear Muslim Jewish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is empire mm-hmm. against come on, the come on. people. Let me yeah. let me say this too, in case people don't really believe that this is real. Um, I work with several people and several scholars who have not given me permission to call their name, so I will not call their name. In uh, looking at when I started working on teaching some of this and looking at the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, they're not just turning off water now. They're not just turning off lights now. My God! On any given day, they decide they're mad and they turn off That's the water. Right. Say that. Say that. Even day, they decide they're angry and they turn off the light. Nothing has to happen. No bomb has to go off. On any given day, children may not be able to go to school because they just have a whim and they decide they don't like them and they want to terrorize. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Turning off war, first of all, yes, we know it's against the uh, uh, Geneva Convention, but turning off water and lights, uh, the the Egypt side, there are resources that can come in for people and them not being allowed to come in and give the people resources. They turned off the water and now the hospitals do not uh, know their sustainability with people who are in hospitals already sick. Those are no war pain crimes. Is. No pain, miss. No pain, miss. Those are war crimes. Can't do surgeries. That's a war crime. Not that That is equally as bad as trafficking people to the Americas. That is as bad as as placing people in ovens. And you would think that at some time you talk about 
um, the Jewish people, the Jewish people. And, and let me, let me throw this in. I know, I know for all my good friends that are watching, I know that this is not biblical Israel. Mm. I realize that this, this is not biblical Israel. So I know that there are many, many people who are Jewish, who are working uh, in solidarity with solidarity with Palestinians, and they do not want any of these things to happen. And they are working just as hard. Thank you so much, so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. And yet you would think that these who are they would say atrocities have happened to us in the past. We don't want to colonize or hurt or kill or misuse anyone else. And yet we hear it. Mm -hmm. Often the oppressed become the oppressors. oppressors. That right so there. That, that's as much as I have to say, I see my husband is joined. Mm -hmm. And um, so he knows I get passionate. He was telling me today, calm down, wife, calm down. Mm -hmm. But I, <laughs> I, I, I am very passionate. And they did everything for me not to wear my Palestinian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right now. Wow. So thank you, um, Dr. Amin. And as we as we prepare to, to hear from your from your husband, I also want us to note some of the um the comments that, that have come through um as well. And just like okay, he's back. It says I'm one, you know, saying it always goes back to money. Um yes. G that Jesus opposes the evil and corrupt religiously, the same thing. Um, someone else um, just came, um, someone else said the colonizing didn't just happen there in Israel, but in Africa as well. And there's people like me who would say that it's all on the same continent. And um, and so uh, someone else who would say literal reading of the Bible, you know, is, is dangerous. And um, colonizers are always good for, for taking um, other folks' um, land. Um, there's someone uh, who also asked this question. I want to say this, and then um, as you as you think on this question, as we hear um, from um, um, from from your husband, but that I want you all to remember this when we talk the water issue is really the main issue has been the main issue um, um, for for decades um, okay. in this region of the control of the water. But I want y'all to think about something. When they initially said that the water had been turned off to in Gaza, right? And then they said the power had been turned off. I want you to think about how there was not an outcry from the people of Gaza. I want you to think about that. Mm -hmm. That had their turning off the water and the power had been something new. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. But what we found was that People were talking about, well, our generators running, the, the, you're from the hospitals, you know, you, well, they just called us now to use our backup generators, da, 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 da. But there was no, oh, okay, I want you all to think about this. Go back, and you can pull up these news clips on YouTube. Go back to when these, um, when, when this was, was turned off. And, and then here's this question that's been, what is the difference between what they're trying to do and what was done here in America um, from, from Native Americans? Uh, uh, someone, I want to talk about colonization. Okay. Let me, right. let me so let's really quick before you bring up my husband. Excuse me, husband. Forgive me. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Alay, Salam, she is right, would never have even uh, thought to do this. 
um, he was trying to deal with the powers that were doing this to others as a Palestinian Jew. We made that. Also, I want to throw in here that the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, the way the writings are in Quran, uh, neither would he have condoned this. He would have said that if they come to you to oppress you and do something to you, then you are to you have then the right to retaliate. I want to end with that, my comments, because I just want to make it a point. Did Hamas come first or did Zionism come first? <laughs> That's good. And, and as your husband's coming up, it says here, it's, um, um, Reverend Casey says, and black preachers are not telling it um, because most have sided with evangelical Zionist Christianity. Alone. Right. And so, right. And, and they just, they bought into it part and parcel, right? They just, they, yeah, that, that's what it is. Okay. Woo-wee. All right. You calm down, Burns. All right. Let's hear from, um, please say your first name for me, Mr. Alamine, so that, I, that my name is, uh, Talib Dean Alamine. Uh, Talib means student and seeker. Dean is faith. So a student seeker of the faith and Alamine is trustworthy. And uh, first of all, I was on the line, but not on the line. So I'm thinking you guys were late, but it was actually me not knowing how to log in. So I apologize. <laughs> but let me just start with the, uh, the the first point uh because uh i can't say wife i wanted to be professional say dr lme i'm just gonna say my wife uh she approached things in such a scholarly way so i won't you know really touch back on some of those points that i thought were very uh, important but uh, we have to understand what's going on is on par for the western powers uh it is a colonial project this is what they told you we understand when you look at geopolitical uh affairs uh, why Israel exists where it exists. Uh, it exists to the benefit of America and its interest in the Middle East. So, uh, but they are on par. This is what they did in the Berlin Conference in 1883 when they called up Africa. Uh, this is what they did to the Native Americans when they come here. This is what they did. So this is, is not a surprise that America would align himself um, with this. Yeah. Uh, it's not a surprise that I find many of our clergy uh, that are afraid to take a position because uh, people are watching clergy and, and, and those dollars that flow into those churches and whatnot. So people don't want to ruffle feathers. But this presents a great opportunity. I see a blessing in this because in every instance of turmoil, there is an opportunity. It is an opportunity for people of faith to rise because they want to paint this as as a Muslim Jewish thing. And it is not. This is about governments who have no interest in faith. I can say that because when people have faith, we move differently. We know what 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 the, the Jewish say, uh, people say of the neighbor, what the Muslims say of the neighbor and what the Christians say of the neighbor. Uh, for us, it says, woe to those who don't tend to their neighborly needs. You know, the Christians say, devise not evil against thy neighbor, you know, and to assure that he dwells securely with you. So we understand there's no problem that exists. The, the, the problem that I have, we say the first casualty in, uh, of war is not the loss of life, it's the truth. And this day of information, um, it's, it's really sad that 
uh, almost with a cognitive dissonance that even with the information that's out there, you can tell people these things. You can even our own people who have had a connection with a history that America has done this to our people will still side with oppressive forces. And let me be clear, we don't condone any innocent killing of any innocent civilians, right. women, children, sacred places. Matter of fact, when we go back into history and we, uh, when Saladin was fighting, uh, the Crusaders, one of the advantages that the Crusaders had is that they put the women and the children out on the field. So the Muslims, they were, their hands were tied in terms of fighting in, in the manner that, that they would normally fight. So, um, so this, a lot of stuff, I approach it from the political perspective, having been in politics, uh, having, having been, I was in Sudan in 2004 and had a chance to meet, uh, with some UN representatives and, um, you know, and what you got here in the West was totally different. Matter of fact, one of the Australian representatives told us, I would not repeat this. And if you repeat it, I will say that you're lying, but he showed us things in Sudan and they, 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 they labeled it, um, a genocide. And there were, there was fighting going on, but what the Sudanese people didn't know, is that the Americans ran a oil grid in 1978. They knew that oil was in Southern Sudan, but the Sunnis found out about it 30 years later. So there's always a, a motivation of government and we conflate the interests of government with the people. So I'm gonna wanna believe myself that the actions of the Zionist government of Israel does not reflect the, the, the good Jewish people of Israel. And, and just like they like to conflate the actions of Hamas with the people of Palestine. So, um, but we know this is done by design and we don't have a media that will back up the truth. Um, so from a political perspective, I think there's two questions that you have to ask anybody, but all this information, because this information overload to the common person. So you ask two basic questions. Do we value the sanctity and humanity of all people? And second, do we respect law and order? So, so I would hope that everyone says yes. Because if you say yes, now we can talk outside of the facts that we know biblically and scripturally and whatnot. Let's just talk legally. And, and I mean, it's a staggering from 2015 to 2022. The United Nations General Assembly had 140 resolutions against Israel and its occupation. And even prior to that, there were 28 resolutions that the Security Council had found them in violation. And what you, what you, what you find is that America, the US government, will punish those countries who would vote uh, against Israel. So, uh, so we, we have to even be knowledgeable about the terminology that we use you know, often a loss of American life or its allies is termed tragic, which it is tragic. But what do you hear when there's a black life, a brown life, or a Muslim life? It's collateral damage. That's right. So it, it was. It's, it's hard for me because my wife and I were praying this morning and I tell you, I, I could barely finish the prayer 
because I cried because there were Palestinians who were praying at the same time I was praying, but I had the comfort of a warm home and a comfortable prayer rug. They were praying on rubble, maybe next to a body of their mother, or their father. So, so this is the time that the not only the will and the courage of people of faith are called upon to act upon that, uh, but we're called to examine uh, the heart. And I just have to believe, because you can see so much, I, I just have to believe that God's will will prevail. And we see so much evil. We see so much evil and, and we despair, but we're told to despair not of the mercy of God. His mercy is greater than his wrath. So we 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 have to work to not despair. We have to work to speak in whatever circles that we can speak to get out another perspective um, that if you can cause one person to think, if you could cause one person to have a conversation with a group of people, you know, we have to do our little part. So um, like I said, it's a lot of information out there. Um, uh, I myself serve in Desert Storm. Uh, I was sharing with my wife a story of being there and watching how some of the American sailors treated some of the Egyptians while we were in Cairo. Um, and uh, my, my son now has been deployed over there on the USS Enterprise. And um, so I think about those young men and, and many other young men who we put their lives out there, not saying that, and I believe the service is good, but we're putting our kids' lives out there on a line. Many people are dying off a line. Millions of lives were lost in Iraq off a line. Lives are gonna be lives are gonna be lost not only in Palestine, in Gaza, not only in Israel, but this thing is so big as you I think I think some people have bit off more than they can chew. Now you got Russia, you got China, you got, oh. you, got you got the world now. Now you can think what we want to think here in America about our might, but we know we got countries that can bankrupt this country without firing a shot, just by manipulating their their, their currency. So mm -hmm. this this is a time of faith. This is even more a time for us to really turn uh, to our respective fates because uh, we don't know the hour. Mm -hmm. you wow. know? And, but I do know the outcome, mm -hmm. and, okay. and I believe that that God's will and His way will prevail. So uh, I just want to offer that. You know, my wife got the going. So anything I could have possibly said, I'm, I'm sure that she uh, had touched on it. I just want to. I, I'll leave you with this, and it's a reason why some of our greatest leaders, okay. of course, so, she so didn't before, have hers, but so, I, I have mine. So, so, so have before mine. you before you leave us with it, I need to come back to Perry. Okay. Um, who had her closing thought? Okay. We'll yes. hear from each of you all, and and we and we only have about four and a half, five minutes now um, left of our broadcast time. Um, Thank viewers, you. in the meantime, as they are responding, please, please, please put it in there that this information has been beneficial, that you learned something on today, um, that this time um, has been informative for you. All right, Dr. Perry. Thank you. Um, uh, thank you all for, the, for your uh, testimonies. Um, I will piggyback on Dr. Ta Dr. Talib Din El Amin by saying that uh, one popular symbol of uh, countering um, the Israeli occupation is uh, representations of a watermelon. Why? Because watermelon is green, white, red, and black. The same, the same colors as in the Palestinian flag 
and in Israel, when they won't allow you to, to display the Palestinian flag, many people are displaying keep, keep, uh, pictures of watermelons or symbols of watermelons. So that's one thing you can do. Um, I want to share these final thoughts with you. I want to share that uh, Menachem Begin, who is, uh, you know, uh, characterized as a liberator of Israel, he was a terrorist. They describe him as a freedom fighter, but he was a terrorist. He went around killing people. Um, and with all apologies to the to uh, Dr. Um, El Amin, I actually I choose to uh, term Hamas a terrorist organization um, because they're committed to terrorizing people. Because part of their charter is terrorizing people, um, not because I've been blown away by media by the Western media, but because they have a commitment to terror, terrorizing people. The reason they have a commitment to terrorizing people is because they're trying to make a point. But mm -hmm. I, I stand with that. Um, we in the West, um, you know, we talk about baby killers and, oh, it's so horrible, but we, the cognitive dissonance allows us to, um, to not consider the fact that Israel is systematically cutting off water, medicine, egress, trapping people in, and then is telling us that they're going to come in with land, air, sea, and land to kill them. I mean, they're going to, and, and half, 40% of the population of Palestine is women and children. So I'll just leave you with that. Um, I, I wrote about the ethnic cleansing of Palestine in 2009. I just wrote about it because that was the only way I could, uh, could, could term what I saw going on. Um, um, when you talked about the economic aspects, um, many of our Christian religious sites are in Palestine. Palestinians don't get access to the economic uh, 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 successes of Palestine. It's all controlled by Israel. We need to look at that. I mean, I, I wrote sometime, well, what would happen if Palestinians had control over Palestine? Mm. Um, we, we talk about, you know, Muslim, um, Muslim and Jewish um, differences. I just want to go back to um, the Eids and um, the story of Abraham and Isaac. I was once, I was talking to a Muslim brother in at work and i was like oh eat saeed or eat 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 a fighter that's when you uh go to celebrate when abraham went up on the mountain to sacrifice isaac and he was like well abraham went up but uh in our story he uh was going up to sacrifice ishmael so you've got these two brothers two kingdoms i was talking to my pastor you look at the bible you see where abraham came from where he went back to just read it carefully and there, there's a lot more to unpack there than what we're commonly taught. Um, okay. And having, but having, sorry, ha having said that, I want to say that, you know, when we go to Israel, the last time I was in Israel has been over 10 years. Dr. Perry, we're at our closing time. Oh, um, okay. Good. Thank you. All right. Dr. Amin um, and, um, and your husband, do you have um, any questions? Yes, I do want to encourage people to look at the history and look at uh, the sites. I think Dr. Perry was headed that direction when you look at Al-Aqsa and that there is also a synagogue and a church on that same property, so nobody has rights to it. I think that's something that you need to look at. I think also we need to be mindful that Hamas came after Zionism in response to it. I think we need to be mindful of that. The second, the last thing is hadith. It is a, a tradition in Islam that says uh, you do not love unless you love for your brother what you love for yourself. Mm. I think the Bible says it this way. Love God, love your neighbor as yeah. you love yourself. 
Amen. 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 Central humanity. That's it. Dr. Burns, if I just might, I just want to lift up one thing before we go. And okay, hold on a second. We wanted to, we, I do want you to do that and just hear from our last guest. I oh, think okay. he just unmuted. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. I was going to give my wife the last word, like I give her the last piece of chicken. But uh, yeah. I just want to say this is very, it's very important for people to understand that there's a reason why our great leaders uh, that fought against uh, colonialism in Africa and people like Nelson Mandela, who was clear in understanding that the struggle for Palestinian liberation uh, runs concurrent with our own struggle here as Africans in America and with the African struggle for liberation there. So, and it's, we have to also recognize in our own respective leadership why this Palestinian issue is so important. Well, thank you. Right. Dr. Wallace. I, I really just want to lift up again that the state of Israel are European Jews from World War II. They have no relationship to the children that oh, came yeah. from Jacob. So, so help us. I just want us to understand that we do not need to just be on the side of Israel, the state of Israel, but we also need to be on the side of the Palestinians. I said last week, we need to think about why people retaliate. They, they get sick and tired of being sick and tired and they have been beaten down and beaten down until they have had enough. And I, I can relate to that. Thank you, Dr. Burns. Thank you. Dr. Wright, any closing thoughts for us um, before we end? My prayer is just that God will break our heart with the things that break his heart because until we become open and tender, we're really not gonna get a full understanding of what's going on. That's good. And in my closing thought, I'd like to ask that all of you, um, especially keep the Palestinians in your prayers um, during this time. Um, they were told to evacuate, um, but their ability to leave um, was blocked. Um, they could neither go into Egypt Mm -hmm. um, or into um, the West Bank. And so those areas were blocked and then they were told they were gonna be bombed within 24 hours. Imagine you being told that you had to leave where you were within 24 hours um, to escape. And then when you got on there, all of the major highways and the back roads were all closed and did not allow you to exit or to enter. And then would you want to leave? Right. right. Well, this is your land. This is your home. This is your family. This is your community. And so as we are looking at what our mainstream media continues to feed us, um, do a little back research. Um, um, those of you who are people of faith, um, go into your prayer closet, go to your prayer rod, go to your place and really seek and hear the voice of God in this time. Our eyes need to be open and we need to understand. Um, that if we, um, those of us who come from that liberation theology of believing that God is the God of the oppressed, yeah, ask yeah. yourself the question, who is the oppressed in this time and this season? God bless you. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you for being with us on this day. 
And yes. um, we hope to see you on next week. Our guests, please hang around backstage for us. Mm -hmm.